Welcome to the six week Iron Mind training. If you've bought this course, you may have seen one of my first videos. If not, the link is gonna be below here where I explain the secrets to having an Iron Mindset. So I'm gonna preach the virtues of an Iron Mindset. I know all of you bought, bought this because you understand how important it is to have a mindset of iron, but I'm gonna sit here and once again explain to you how different the world is when you have a mind which isn't warped and affected easily by outside influences. You are never gonna become a robot. This has nothing to do with not feeling emotions. This has nothing to do with just becoming an empty, emotionless void of a person. That's not what this is. This is about understanding that you're a human being, you're going to feel emotions, this is a beautiful thing, and making sure that you use them in the correct way. A, and B, you do not ever let them stop you doing what you're supposed to do. I say to people often, I haven't felt like going to the gym in two years. I'm wearing my gym clothes right now, I just finished training. I haven't felt like training in two years. I, after 10 years of professional fighting, after giving my life to exercise, genuinely, I have not woke up and felt like, oh, I really wanna train. I haven't felt that way in a long time, that's why I retired from fighting. But I have still gone and I have still trained regardless of how I feel. So this is one of the tenets, and there's gonna be a lot of things you're gonna learn, of an iron mindset. It's the ability to not let your feelings affect you, and sometimes to do the complete opposite of how you feel because you're not gonna very often feel like working hard. You're not gonna always feel like doing the right thing. You're not always going to be motivated. The idea that you need to be constantly motivated shows how weak your mindset is. I don't need motivation to go to the gym. I cannot wanna go with every fiber of my being and I will still be there because I use my cerebral ability, I use my mind and I logically decide what I'm gonna do with my day regardless of how I feel, regardless of whether I'm motivated or not. This course is gonna be six weeks that's going to teach you how to put together a mindset that allows you to get things done. Because that's all life is, and that's all the world is. Life is just getting things done, doing the right things, doing the important things, making sure they're done efficiently and thoroughly so that you live the best possible life. It's as simple as that. It's not particularly complicated. A lot of the lessons that you would need to learn, I gave out in my free video. So if you've not seen that video, once again, the link is below, watch that video for a start. Because that teaches you some very, very important things about where your mind should be to begin. And this six week training is gonna be about exercises you can do to teach yourself slowly over time to put together a mindset that prevents you from failure. Because if you have a mindset that doesn't allow you to fail, then you're simply going to win, there's no other option. So that's what this is all about. So in the first week, we're gonna learn something which is extremely basic, but it's extremely important. I'm not gonna be, and I don't wanna be one of those guys who's like motivation, inspirational, that I've never been one of them people. I don't believe in motivation, inspiration. I don't believe in that crap. I don't believe that you need motivation to get things done. I'm not gonna sit here and just talk a whole bunch of motivational things to make you feel good. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna tell you the things I always did that allowed me to put together the mindset I currently have. So, if you look at any story, literally any story with a hero in it, they all have one thing in common. And that thing is that there's always a villain. You cannot have a hero without a villain. It doesn't matter, you can think of any superhero, any comic book, any, any book you can think of, any movie, there's always a good guy and there's a bad guy. So for the good guy to exist, there has to be a bad guy. There's no other way for the duality of the universe to continue without this basic tenet. So you wanna be the good guy in your story, you want, and in every, I've said this before actually, as a man, life is gonna be difficult. It's more difficult than being a woman, it's more difficult than anything else. So it's very easy to see yourself. Life is actually easier as a whole if you see yourself as a hero. Because in every single hero story, the hero suffers. He has a hard time. And if you understand that you're suffering because you're a hero, then the suffering begins to make sense. 
So you can be sitting here right now and go, my woman doesn't respect me. I have no money in the bank. This is difficult. I'm struggling here. I'm struggling there. You can feel sorry for yourself or you can say, yeah, my woman doesn't respect me. I'm struggling. I can't make money. But you know what? That's because that's I'm a fucking superhero and my life's going to be hard because I'm a man. And as a hero, it's going to be difficult. These are the tests and the trials and the tribulations I have to go through to become someone. Every single male superhero went through a whole ton of shit before he became superhero. You've seen the Batman movies. He was, his parents died. He was, he was locked up in jail. All these bad things happen, and then they emerge as the hero. And this is done for a reason, because it's the reality of life, especially as a man. So right now, you have to understand that you're the hero in this movie, and if you're struggling, you're struggling for a very important reason. And how you handle these struggles and how you deal with these struggles is going to de decide the kind of person you're going to be afterwards. You're either going to be a superhero or you're going to succumb to them and you're going to fail. So be happy that you're struggling because that's important. That's the first thing. Second thing is there has to be a villain. Now, most people think their villain is someone else. You see this all the time. The villain's the opposite of the hero. So if you're sitting at home and you haven't got much money and you're, and you're broke and you're pissed off and you're depressed and you look at me and I have four supercars and all these girls, I'm traveling the world, I go everywhere I want, you may think I'm your villain. People look at other people and think, oh, that guy has this, this guy has this, and they become envious and they think that's the villain. That's not true. That's not the case because every single person has different circumstances. There are things you have that I don't have and there's things I have that you don't have. So I may have had a genetic gift over you, for example, because I'm a, a fantastic kickboxer, but you may have been born more wealthy than me. I was born in a very, very poor family. So I had advantages and disadvantages. You had advantages and disadvantages. So comparing yourself to other people is, is asinine, and it's a name because it's not a level fair playing ground. There are some people who are born to millionaire parents who are gorgeous, model, good looking, and have six packs without trying. Some people are lucky like that. That's just how it is. So comparing yourself to these people is not going to help you. Your villain is nobody else. Your villain is someone you're going to create. And you're going to create your villain because he's going to motivate you to be the most powerful hero you can possibly be. So you're going to create your villain. And this is the task for the first week. This is a six-week training course. And over each week, you have a very important task. And the task for this week is to create your villain. To make sure that there was no disadvantages involved, your villain's going to be a clone of you. But what your villain's going to have is he's going to have some things you don't have. And your villain is going to be the person who basically without requirement for motivation, without requirement, without being, no matter how he feels that day, no matter how stressed he is from work, regardless of what happens to him, your villain's gonna be the guy who always does exactly what he wants to do. So your villain's gonna be the guy who goes to the gym regardless of how he feels. Your villain's gonna be the guy who approaches every beautiful girl he ever sees and says, hey, I, I really think you're beautiful. He goes over to him and talks to them. Your villain's gonna be the guy who asks for a raise at work. Your villain's going to be the guy who does everything he wants, regardless of how he feels, regardless if he's not motivated or not, regardless if he's shy to talk to that girl or people are watching or his ankle hurts, he doesn't want to go to the gym, whatever, or his boss is, he thinks his boss is going to fire him. Your villain is that dude who does anything he wants to do. So for this week, you have to sit and you have to make a list of all the things. You have to sit there and say, if I did everything I wanted to do, if I were to be the best version of myself possible, what would I do? Okay, well, I'd go to the gym every day. I'd get up at 6 a.m. and I'd go to the gym every day. You write that down. I'd approach every beautiful girl I ever see and I'd introduce myself and try and get their Instagram or their number. You'd write that down. For example, I'd start a side business. Even though I don't know anything about it, I'd learn how to make websites. My villain's the kind of guy who would sit there and he'd learn how to do it by himself and he'd start his own online business. Write that down. My villain's the kind of guy who reads really important books. I'm, I, I say I don't have time, but my enemy, this villain, he reads books. He finds time. He doesn't watch TV ever. He doesn't waste time ever. He doesn't eat junk food. He reads books. Write it down. And you have to make a list. Now this list at first should be easy for you.
but then you're gonna get to about seven or eight things and you're gonna stop. No, this list needs to be 25 to 30 points long, minimum. This guy you're building, your arch nemesis, you have to write down every single quality about this guy, what he does. He goes to the gym every day, 6 a.m. He doesn't watch TV, he doesn't eat junk food, he goes up to beautiful girls, etc., etc., etc. 25 or 30 points long, because this is gonna become your enemy for the next six weeks of training. You wanna become a hero, you need someone to battle against. This is who you're battling against. You're battling against a better version of yourself, a version of yourself that doesn't succumb to how he feels, but does what he's supposed to do anyway. So this is who your villain's gonna be. And when you're writing down this list, all the qualities your villain has, imagine what this person looks like. You have to put genuine effort into this. You have to imagine what he looks like, imagine how he walks, imagine how he talks, imagine what people think when they see him. Imagine how different you would be if you had been going to the gym every single day for an hour and a half, every single day for the last two, three, four years. Imagine it. Imagine how differently people would look at you. Imagine how differently females would, would treat you if you were jacked like that guy would be. You have to sit and you have to put down all these qualities and then once the qualities are there, 25 or 30 minimum, then you have to imagine what kind of person this is. You have to imagine what he looks like, what he talks like, what he thinks like. Imagine how he views the world because this is who you're going to be battling against. So you have to put genuine effort into constructing this person and understanding this person. The reason I'm saying do this is because this is what motivates me every single day. When I was training for a fight, the reason I'd always go train is because I knew my enemy was training. But when I stopped fighting professionally, I thought, well, I don't what enemy do I have? And I realized I had to create my own. So when I don't feel like going to the gym, I imagine I've built my own enemy. I won't even list all the things that my enemy has. He has a whole bunch of shit I don't have. And he's a, a, he would be an impossible, nearly impossible person to be. But when I sit and I don't feel like going to the gym, I know my enemy's training because he trains no matter what, regardless of how he feels, regardless if he's pissed off or if there's traffic or it's raining or he's tired, my enemy trains. When I see a girl and she's beautiful, but all her friends are there, I'm afraid they're gonna laugh at me, my enemy wouldn't give a fuck. He'd go over there anyway. That's who he is, he's a man. So when I understood who I was truly battling against, then you have two choices. You either rise up to try and take him on or you become a little pussy. You have the choice. Do I wanna to lose to this man, this man I've created and I've built, do I wanna to lose to him or do I wanna beat him or compete with him? And you have to make a choice and you sit there and go, well, I know that the person I created in my mind, my, my arch nemesis would go over there and he'd talk to all the girls and he'd fuck two of them let alone one. This is an extremely important facet. And for the next six weeks, we're gonna be doing lots of things that are gonna revert back to the enemy that you've created. So you'd have to put genuine effort into putting together this person. You have to imagine everything about them from start to finish. You have to imagine standing next to them. If you were standing next to this guy right now with no shirt on, who would girls wanna fuck? Who would people respect? And the crazy thing about all of this is that this person is you. This person is you, it's just you with a little bit of a different path or a different take on life. It's you who's the person who does whatever he's supposed to do regardless of how he feels. It's you with an iron mind. This is the exact point of it. The reason creating this enemy is so important and the reason viewing, how he, viewing him and seeing how he sees the world and, and understanding how important and powerful this person is, is important is because that person is you. That person is you who does what he's supposed to do without fail. That's all it is. And when you truly, truly put this person together and you truly, truly understand him and you find out what you could be and you find out what you're battling against, you're gonna become far more difficult to demotivate. It's gonna be much harder for someone to say to you, don't go to the gym, because you're gonna know, well, my, my enemy, this guy, give him a name, whatever. This dude's going to the gym. That's why he looks how he looks. And that's who I'm being compared to. So I have to go to the gym. 
Oh, yeah, but, you know, I'm tired. Well, you don't go then. My training partners want to go. Fine, you don't go. I am going. I'm not the guy who's going to let this man beat me. And you have to start comparing yourself to this guy in every single facet. I still do it to this day. I compare my bank balance to this guy's, and he's killing me. I compare my body to this guy's, he's killing me. I compare so many things about myself. You guys may look at me and go, oh, take millionaire, girls, this, that, that, that. I'm still comparing myself to this person I've created, and I know that I'm losing. And that's what drives me forward. That's why I don't miss the gym. That's how I find a way to make money. That's how I do whatever it takes to succeed because I know who I'm battling against. Most of you guys have no enemy. You have no enemy. Or you have an enemy which is somebody else. You're looking at Justin Bieber or Drake or some shit. That, that's not going to motivate you. That's pointless. It's not going to help you. Or you have no enemy at all. You have a support structure around you and you have people who say, oh, you're great just the way you are. You know, you're beautiful just the way you are. And you're sitting there living in your little comfort zone like a little bitch. Bullshit. Put this enemy together from start to finish. Feel free to email me the list. Email me the list. I'll see if there's anything you've missed out. My email address is at the bottom of the screen. Feel free to email me your list. I'll compare it to my list and we'll see if there's anything you missed out. But this is going to be the most important thing across the next six weeks we're going to keep referring back to. And when you truly put this list together, you truly create this person and truly understand that it could be you, it's going to be far more difficult to stop you doing what you need to do in the future. These are some small mind hacks. This will be a quick video, but these are some small mind hacks you can do that will change your entire perspective near instantly. And the first one, I alluded to a couple of these on Twitter, but this is the first one. The first one is a very, very important one. It's probably the most important one. And it's changing I have to, the sentence I have to, or the saying I have to, into I get to. A lot of people are extremely stressed about things that they have to do. And because they have to do them, or they understand the importance of doing them, they forget that it's actually a blessing to do them in the first place. Because they're obligated, when you're obligated to do something, you forget that it's actually a good thing. If I, like for example, going to the gym is something people can enjoy. When I was a fighter and I had to go to the gym twice a day, every day, like anything in life, once you're obligated, once you have to, a lot of the fun disappears. So I have to implicates an obligation, whereas I get to implicates a choice. So I'll give you an example. If you wake up and you're really busy and you think, I have to take the kids to school, I have to go to work, I have to take the car to be repaired. Those are three things which are not necessarily fun to do. They're not necessarily, they're everyday activities. They're things that you can be stressed about. You're low on time. You've got to get the kids ready for school. You've got to get to work and there's a problem with the car. If you change, I have to do those three things into I get to do those three things. The mentality around the actions change. So I get to take the kids to school. A lot of people don't have kids. A lot of people want kids and can't get them. There's a lot of kids who can't go to school. You get to take your children to school. Which is, which, is, which is a blessing in itself. Forget, I have to take the kids to school. You get to take them to school. Aren't you lucky? I have to go to work. Well, you get to go to work. Imagine you didn't have a job. Imagine right now you lost your job. If you lost your job right now overnight and you had no income, your whole life would be upside down. You'd be in turmoil. And you'd miss your job very much and you wish you had your job back. So you get to go to work. You don't have to go to work. You get to go to work. That's once again a good thing. Even something as annoying as a car breaking, I have to take the car to the mechanics. Well, at least you get to take the car to the mechanics. Imagine you didn't have a car. Imagine there was no mechanic. So next time you're sitting there looking at your day or looking at a list of things or jobs you have to complete or you're stressed or you're low on time and all these things are happening, I have to do this, I've got to get this done, I have to do this, I have to do this. Change the language. I get to do X, Y, Z. And I guarantee you'll feel better about the activities near instantly. And this is something you can do very, very quickly. This is the first thing you need to do. And this is the second little mind hack, and this video is short because I want you to implement these. I want you to take time to genuinely make sure you implement these two things. 
change I have to to I get to. And the second one is, and then I can. So when you have to do something difficult, add a, and then I can on the end. For example, with me, with the gym, I, I, I'm being honest with you, I don't like the gym anymore. I've been doing it for too long, but I understand its importance and I don't want to miss it. So I think, you know what, I'm gonna go train, I'm gonna train hard because then I can relax. So adding and then I get to onto the end of basically anything can give you a lot of motivation. So even the simple activities we labeled earlier, the I have to things, I have to get the kids ready for school, I have to go to work, I have to fix the car. If you change it to I get to take the kids to school, I get to go to work, I get to get the car fixed, and then I can relax. Or and then I'm gonna give my, I'm gonna treat myself, I'm gonna allow myself to have a glass of wine or some ice cream, whatever. Add and then onto the end of every single difficult task and change I have to to I get to. Try that for a week and you'll see exactly how your entire world changes. Now we're gonna talk about rewards because people have this impression that to have an iron mind, you need to be in constant God mode and that life needs to be struggle permanently and you need to be able to deal with that struggle permanently and it's all just doom and gloom, which is not the case at all. You need to have goals. You've obviously, you've created your enemy. You know who you're battling against, but life should be a happy experience. So making sure that completing your goals makes your life better and more positive, makes you feel more happy, is certainly gonna encourage you to set larger goals and to complete them. So what I do when it comes to rewarding myself, because every single one of us needs to reward ourselves is, I very simply pin my rewards to an objective. So what people normally do is they go through life and they go, ah, oh, I feel like having an ice cream. And then they buy an ice cream. Then they eat the ice cream, the end. Even on such a small level, what they're saying is, I do what I want, I do what I feel like at the time, and I don't feel like I have to earn that treat, for example. So even on a very, very small level, let's say I'm walking down the street and I feel like having an ice cream. I will sit and think, I really want ice cream, but I'm not gonna have one. Tomorrow, I'm gonna do X amount extra in the gym I'm gonna do an extra 100 burpees, or I'm gonna do an extra set of bench press, just one extra, and tomorrow afternoon I'm gonna have an ice cream. And it, even something small like that, this is a genuine example, you spend the whole day thinking about ice cream. You end up getting, anticipating ice cream, getting excited for ice cream, you go to the gym, you do extra, you earn the ice cream, and then you know what the crazy thing is? The ice cream tastes better after going through that process than if I would've just bought it when I kinda of wanted one the first time. And it's the same with absolutely everything. If I had some money in my bank and I decided to buy a Lambo, sure, it'd be a fun, happy day. But if I set myself a series of objectives I had to complete first, not even just to be able to afford the Lambo, sure, you can say once I make X amount of money, I'm gonna treat myself to this, that's fine. But you could also pin to a bunch of other objectives. So I had the money for a Lambo, but I wouldn't allow myself to buy one until I completed other things. In the gym, for example. Gym is the one I use all the time. If I wanna do something which I know is stupid, but makes me happy, like booze, like, uh, eat some bad food, like buy something I shouldn't buy, et cetera, et cetera. I make myself work for it. And I do that to alleviate the guilt of having it because what's gonna happen is if you've done the first two parts of this correctly and you understand the enemy you're combating, you're gonna know that that person doesn't give in to those kind of desires, doesn't give in to urges. If he wants ice cream, he just goes without. Well, that, that's who you're battling against, but it's fine for you to have an ice cream because you're gonna work extra hard. So the next thing you need to do is you need to put together a list of objectives. You need two lists. You need a list of things you can already do and afford, and a list of things you can't do and afford. So the first list, things you can do and afford, you need to sit there and think, even basic shit, junk food. I wanna have a cheat day of junk food. To allow myself to have that cheat day of junk food on the seventh day of the week, 
on the six days of the week, I'm gonna get up at six o'clock, I'm gonna go to the gym and I'm gonna train for an hour and a half. I'm not gonna leave the gym until 7.30. I'm gonna be there at six o'clock every day. And unless you complete those six days, unless you complete the objectives, you're not gonna give in and allow yourself to settle. And I'm telling you, the seventh day, if you finally do complete the objectives and then you're sitting there eating the junk food, it will be so much better once you've earned it. The greatest thing about this is, it, the, the, the reward is actually better. Not only do you work harder, but the reward is so much better knowing you worked for it. So that's one example, junk food, for example. Or let's say you want new shoes. Basic shit. All the shit you're doing anyway now without thinking. You'll go to a mall, you'll buy yourself something. You'll want it for 10 minutes. By the time you get home and take out the bag, you don't want it anymore. That's because you haven't trained yourself to earn it. You're going to be a happier person when you look at something you want and go, all right, I'm going to come back and get that in two days. And in the next two days, I'm going to do X. And you're going to do that X that you don't want to do. It's going to be difficult and you're going to achieve it. And then you're going to get what you want. And you're going to be happier that you got the thing. That's the first thing. And the second thing is all these small little objectives, these small little missions, you're setting yourself around a compound, especially when it comes to physical fitness. Physical fitness is the easiest one because you can say, I'll do 500 press-ups and then I'll get it. Done. So this list of things you can already easily afford, you're going to do, you're going to write it out, and you're going to set an objective for each one. So if right now you're thinking of going on holiday, you need to set an objective for completing that holiday. If you want to have a day of junk food, if you want to buy something cheap, et cetera, et cetera. That's the first list. The second list is a list of things you cannot yet afford or things you do not yet have. And that's very easy because what you're doing is the, the punishment or the mission you're trying to complete is actually necessary. It's vital to having the objective. So if you want a Ferrari, you write down Ferrari, well, then you have to make the money first, don't you? Of course. If you want to have a six pack, well, then you've got to do the work. A separate list of things with the objectives yet to be completed, which you will need to finish before you can even purchase them. So you have two lists, things you can do right now, and you're going to delay gratification on purpose to, to train your mind to earn things. So you're going to train your mind to earn things with the first list. And the second list is obviously going to be all your life goals, all the things you're aiming to get. The first list is actually the most important. The second list is just going to be a general motivation. Everyone wants to have a Ferrari and a mansion. Of course, it's good to write those things down. You may never even get them. There's the reality of the world. You know, you may get halfway there and still be a very happy, contented person. So this is a dream list, but that, that, that's good to have. But the first list is the most important because you're going to learn to delay gratification. You're going to learn to train yourself to make yourself work for the things you want. Things you already can do, you're going to start putting an objective. You're going to start putting a goal in the way. So people say to me often, well, how do you find the motivation to do this? It's like, well, if I don't do that, I won't allow myself to do it. Why? How do you find the motivation to do X? If I don't do X, I won't allow myself to do Y. So for example, I train seven days a week. Some days I wake up and I cannot be asked. I ache, I'm tired, I've got a super busy day. I don't want to go to the gym. My phone's already going off, I've got shit to do. But if I don't go to the gym, I will not allow myself to drive my fast cars around, which I enjoy doing. And I've, I've set that in stone. If I don't gym, I'm not driving the cars. So I'll end up, you know what? Well, fuck it, the Lambo's looking nice, it's sunny. Okay, I have to go to the gym. You have to learn to put objectives in the way of the things you want. And if you complete the objectives, then you can have what you want. Now, the most important thing about this list is also you need to write down all the times you fail. So let's say you've decided that on, this, on one of these days, I'm using very simple examples. You can think of the examples you do for yourself. You need to go through your life over the next couple of days and realize how often you actually give in to your impulses. You're driving, you see McDonald's, fuck it, I'll when you see junk food, fuck it. You see some shoes you want, fuck it. You're watching TV, you want to watch Game of Thrones, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. You give in a tons more than you realize. And if you actually be conscious about it, you'll realize, oh shit, I want to watch a new series of Game of Thrones. That's effectively wasting my time, purely for entertainment. If I'm going to do that, I need to do X amount of work first. 
So you can always find an objective. You can always find an objective to put in before. So it should be very easy for you over the next couple of days to look at all the times you give in to impulses and do things which your opponent wouldn't be doing. Your opponent would not waste time on Game of Thrones. He would not sit in a McDonald's drive-thru. He would not buy those shoes just for the sake of because he saw them and he liked them. So all the things your opponent wouldn't do over the next couple of days you can write down. You need to set an objective in front of each one. And you also need to realize and need to keep track of how often you fail the objective. So let's say we've chose Game of Thrones. You want to watch Game of Thrones on Sunday and you've decided you're going to go to the gym six days from Monday to Saturday every single day before you'll allow yourself to watch Game of Thrones. And for some reason on Thursday you fuck it up and you don't go. You need to write down next to that objective, yeah, I fucked up. And you need to try the week after. If you give in and just watch Game of Thrones anyway, then, then everything's thrown out the window. But if you truly listen to the first two lessons we've laid out, then you should feel too guilty to watch Game of Thrones. I couldn't sit there knowing I failed the task and give myself the reward. I wouldn't enjoy the reward. I'd feel genuinely guilty. Genuinely. If I was supposed to go to the gym and I didn't go to the gym and I had the ice cream anyway, I wouldn't enjoy the ice cream because I'd feel guilty. You have to learn to take yourself accountable. Make yourself accountable. And if you make this list, like I said, over the next couple of days, keep track of all the times you give in, put an objective in front of each one, and you shouldn't be able to do, you shouldn't be able to give in and do these things because you should feel guilty if you don't complete the objective. Which means the only way to do it is to complete the objective. And before you know it, you're going to have a shitload more work done than you could have ever imagined. Especially when it comes to physical fitness, this is the easiest one. What will happen when you truly implement this mindset is you'll start, this is what will happen, this is what happens to me, you'll start realizing and you'll start noticing how much other people give in. So I'll be sitting there at dinner and I'll eat my dinner and so will the person I'm with and they'll go, oh, I want dessert. Oh, I want a diet. Ah, oh, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Dessert menu. And you'll start realizing how quickly and how easily other people give in to impulses. They'll be in the mall. They'll look at something. I want it. Yeah, I'll buy it. Okay, yeah, fuck it. Da -da. And you'll also notice how, how it doesn't fulfill them whatsoever. The first thing that happens when you take this step back and put these objectives in place is one, you notice how people give in so easily. And two, you notice how much it doesn't actually fulfill them. They want the dessert, they eat the dessert. Are they happy afterwards? Are they smiling? Are they ecstatic? Or do they feel the same as you do? Except they've got a fucking stomach full of sugar and you don't. Most people, because they give into their impulses so easily, they're not even happy with them. This is the reality of the world. People buy shit they don't want, do shit that they don't even fucking like doing, eat crap, they go, oh, I really want that, and they eat it and they feel like shit afterwards. It's all asinine, it's all inane. When you truly implement this system, you're going to start noticing how easily others give in. And what it's going to start to do is it should motivate you further. When I'm walking through the mall and someone gives in and does some dumb shit they shouldn't do, it motivates me to make sure I'm never like that. Literally, when they buy that t-shirt and then they go home, by the time they get home, they start on the couch and throw the bag on the couch, throw it in the wardrobe and just carry on playing video games or whatever they're doing. And then what a waste of money. They don't give a fuck, they don't give a fuck about that t-shirt. It made them happy for maybe six minutes, maybe. If, if, if you only got six minutes of happiness out of a t-shirt, but it inspired you to go to the gym beforehand, then it's worthwhile. Then the t-shirt now has a purpose, but just to buy it for the sake of feeling a little bit happier for a few minutes to throw it in a wardrobe, absolutely not worthwhile. So there's a huge difference between the two. So the second part of this objective, after you've done everything we've discussed with the two lists and your understanding after a couple days of analyzing all the things your opponent wouldn't do to realize how often you give them to yourself, is to also become super perspicacious and pay attention to how often other people give in to their whims because that should motivate you more than anything. Make your list, put all your objectives down. Doesn't matter what your objectives are, objectives can be super simple and they can be super basic to start. You know, I wanna make my first $50 online. I've never made money online before. I wanna find a way to get someone to PayPal me $50 and make my first $50 online. And after I do that, I'm gonna allow myself to go and blow it 
or go blow $200, doesn't matter. It's just the principle that I managed to make money online and if I do that, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go shopping on Sunday. And then you're gonna sit there on Twitter and you're sitting there and they're going, how the fuck can I make some money? Because I wanna go shopping, I wanna go shopping, but if I don't do this, I can't go shopping. And you're gonna see how quickly this compounds to a complete change of lifestyle. In this lesson of the Iron Mind course is gonna be a happy lesson. All of our previous lessons were about creating enemies and understanding that you have to fight a battle against the enemy you create and how difficult life can be. And in this lesson, we're gonna do something that's a little bit more positive so you can smile. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about gratitude. I have learned the hard way that it is impossible to be grateful for things that you have in abundance. Everybody knows this. I, I'm stating the obvious here. Everyone talks about how if you were born a millionaire kid, you wouldn't appreciate money. It's absolutely the same with absolutely everything else. And no matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you try and check yourself and appreciate your current situation, you're never gonna appreciate it if you have an abundance. The easiest way to be grateful for your life and appreciate things is to self-censor. Now, this takes self-control, but we've already discussed how your enemy has self-control and how if you're gonna compete against him, you're gonna need self-control. So for this reason, you now have self-control. I'm gonna tell you something, by reducing your time spent or money spent or energy spent on the things you like. Not only do you become a more productive worker and you get more stuff done, but two, you appreciate those things more and you end up genuinely happier. So I'll give you some examples. It's a sunny day today. On sunny days, I like driving my Lamborghini around and showing off. And sometimes when I really feel like driving it, I don't allow myself. I'll take a bike and I'll go pedal my bike instead or I'll train extra hours in the gym or I'll do some work. So when I really wanna drive it, even though I have the time to drive it, even though I could drive it, I do not drive it. And the reason I do that is I deliberately prevent myself from doing something I want. So when I get back in that car the next day or a couple days later, I appreciate it. If I drove the car anytime I wanted to, I might still even like it, I might still enjoy it, but I will never appreciate it. Now when I get in that car, I appreciate my car. And that's because I stop myself from using it as often as I want to use it. Humans were never built for the abundance we live in today. We live in an abundance which we were never designed to have. We were designed to barely, barely scrape enough calories from the surroundings to survive and sit around in the dirt wishing for more than what we had. We were not designed to be able to get food anytime we wanted. That's why people are fat. To get satisfaction and entertainment anytime we wanted. That's why people can't pay attention anymore. The human mind is not evolved to live the life we're living. So you have two choices. You either cave to that completely and you give in to consumerism and you end up obese and have attention deficit disorder because you're too busy watching YouTube videos to concentrate on anything important. Or you censor yourself and you prevent yourself from having as much as you want and that's how you build an iron mindset. So I'm gonna give you a few examples of things you can do because now I know not all of you have Lamborghinis. That was a pretty first world example, but I'll give you some other examples of things that I have done. Now, I actually developed this and learned this tactic when I was fighting because fighting makes you censor yourself. When you're training for a fight, you can't drink alcohol. You have to eat correctly. You have to sleep correctly. So when I, my fight camp would be over, the idea of staying up late and having a beer and eating an ice cream was amazing. To most people, that's every fucking day and they don't give a shit. But to me, the idea of just cracking open a beer and drinking it and not thinking about it as anything other than, oh, I want a beer. When I did that after a fight camp, I was smiling ear to ear, genuinely, because I hadn't touched alcohol for eight weeks. So by preventing myself from having alcohol, not only was I more grateful in the end, 
Like people had beer all the time. That doesn't make them happy. That's just something they do. Not only was I more grateful in the end, not only was I happier, I was also in better physical condition. I also didn't spend money on beer. And this is the exact point. If you restrict yourself from the things you want, not only do you enjoy them more in the end, not only do you end up happier, you usually end up in better physical and financial shape for it. So there's a whole bunch of stuff you do right now that you enjoy. Everyone has things they enjoy and that's fine. You absolutely should have things you enjoy. You've made your list of, of your enemy. Obviously he's a machine, he's a robot. He doesn't waste much time, but we're all humans. You're competing with him, but there's still some things you enjoy which aren't completely essential. You need to learn to restrict those things or delay those things so that you appreciate them more. Happiness and gratefulness are basically the same thing. If you're grateful for what you have, you're gonna be a pretty happy person. And a happy mind is an iron mind. The idea of being a robot and being, I've got an iron mind, nothing affects me, that's not, a, that's not a good life. A good life is a happy person who, when the struggles of life come, they can just glide over the bumps. That's the kind of person you wanna be. And you're gonna do that by making yourself more grateful and you make yourself more grateful through scarcity. So across the next couple of days, here's what I want you to do. I want you to choose each day if you're gonna allow yourself to eat or to drink. You have to make a choice. Because these are things you do every day. You eat some food, you drink some water, and you don't care about it. And you're not grateful for either one. So each day you're gonna wake up and you're gonna decide. I'm either gonna drink whatever I want today, coffee, water, orange juice, smoothie, whatever, or I'm gonna eat whatever I want today, and I'm gonna be thirsty. At the end of either one of those days, you're gonna be pissed off you made the choice you made, and you would wish you made the other one. And you'll be grateful for all the times you've had a meal with a nice cold glass of water with it, or all the times you had a cold glass of water with a nice meal with it. For the next three or four days, you have to make a choice each morning. Stick to it, don't be a pussy. You've had enough of the other lessons. If you're struggling to stick to it, watch the other videos. Don't be a pussy and choose. Next three or four days, choose food or war. At the end of the four days, you can allow yourself to have both together. And you will feel a whole new appreciation for the most basic thing in the world, a meal and a cold glass of water, I guarantee you. Because for three or four days, it was always a choice. You're waking up in the morning, you wake up, your mouth's dry, but you're hungry as fuck from yesterday. So which one is it? You have to make the choice. So when you get to a situation where you can have two things together, two very basic, simple things together, you're gonna to appreciate both of them more. So this is the first exercise you're gonna do across the next three or four days. The idea being is you need to learn how to remember that feeling. Now I know this sounds stupid, but feelings can be remembered. If you listen to a sad song, or if you think about a sad event, the feeling comes back. You remember the feeling. People very rarely remember gratefulness. They don't remember feeling content with something. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna put yourself in a position of stress, you're gonna relieve that stress, you're gonna feel content, and then you're gonna try and remember that feeling. Everything about it. Remember how you're sitting, remember where you are, remember that feeling and give yourself a memory that you can revert back to any time in the future and you will automatically feel grateful. So I have this from fighting. I can literally right now I can think back to that time when I just lost 10 kilos and been in the sauna for two days and hadn't had a drop of water and lost all that weight and then I had my first glass of water. I can remember that and I'm smiling already, literally. Genuinely, I can remember how that felt because I've had these extreme situations, super extreme situations, whereas when they were relieved, I remember how thankful I was. So I have countless memories in my life that I can revert back to that allow me to instantly feel grateful for what I have right now, for the most basic things in the world. Money is another fantastic thing to do this with. Right now, check your bank account. Hopefully you're broke. If you're broke, this is gonna be really easy. Check your bank right now. You're broke, okay, good. When you get some money in your bank and you smile, remember that feeling. 
This video is a short video, but this is very, very important. You can email me now after watching this video and tell me what you're gonna do to put yourself in a position of stress, how you're gonna relieve it, and then once you've relieved it, once you are sitting there and you're feeling content and happy, you need to remember that feeling and I want you to email it to me and describe it to me. Now this isn't gonna work if you don't put yourself in a situation of extreme stress. If you're thirsty for 30 minutes, then have a glass of water. You're not gonna be happy enough to be able to hack your brain to truly remember that feeling. You need to suffer, gentlemen. You need to be two hours sleep a night for two days in a row. Or the no food, no water, back and forth, I don't care if it takes a week, two weeks, until you literally can't handle it anymore. And when you're on absolute edge, that's when you give in, because only then you'll be able to hack your brain to remember that memory. You need a plethora of memories in your mind that you can revert to that will instantly make you happy and grateful and feel gratitude for what you have. If you have those things that you can revert to anytime you want, it's almost like being a uh, like Popeye. You can bust out the spinach anytime you need it. And that's genuinely the way I live my life. If I, I, I'm a happy person, but if I'm ever pissed off or really, really stressed or I'm, I'm work ain't going right and my Lamborghini won't start and girl, one of my girlfriends is being a dick and, the, and the, well, the got an electricity bill that's six grand and whatever, 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 I can sit there and go, yeah, but at least I'm not broke because when I was broke, and I can think about that exact memory, or I can sit and go, well, at least I have war. I can think about that exact memory and I will smile, regardless, for water. I can be in the most fucked up situation in the world and I can have a glass of water and I'll be happy. And that's what you're gonna learn to do. So, put together your scenarios. I've given you the scenario with sleep, that's an easy one. I've given you the one with food and water, that's another easy one. In general, this is a good habit to learn, to restrict yourself from doing the things you really wanna do, because you're gonna appreciate them more and you're also gonna be financially and probably healthier. So you should also look at what you're doing with your spare time in general and reduce it. Next time you want to do something, next time you wanna watch a YouTube video or you wanna do something stupid, go, no, I'm not gonna do that today, I'm gonna to do it tomorrow. Make yourself wait, because you'll appreciate it more when you do it. And I want you to put yourself in a situation of extreme stress. Gentlemen, it has to be extreme. When you lay in bed after being that tired for that long and you feel completely just, you don't give a shit about anything else, you're so happy to just be in bed. Remember that feeling, because that's a memory you're gonna be able to go back to anytime. Feel free to email me your ideas, feel free to email me, and what I want you to do is email me how it feels. If you email me how it feels when you finally get that relief, when you finally feel that gratitude, email that to me, because if you write out an email and explain it to me, then you're gonna do far better at memorizing the memory, you're gonna do far better at hacking your brain, and it's gonna be a far better attempt at having something you can revert to at any time that will instantly lighten your mood. So, you fashioned your enemy. Your enemy is the version of you which doesn't take shit. Your enemy is the version of you which goes to the gym every single day. And if you've done this correctly, then what you should be doing by now is thinking of him permanently. Every single time you go to the gym and you haven't done that one extra rep, he did. Every single time if you don't feel like doing something, you have to think, yeah, but he would do it. If you truly constructed him the way you should, he should be crossing your mind with every single thing you do. And this is why it's important to develop an ego. This is lesson two of the Iron Mind course, is to develop an ego. Egos are extremely important. Egos have always existed. Throughout ancient history, men, kings, went to war, and millions of people died because someone insulted him, because of his ego. Egos are a natural human thing, and they're extremely important. And the modern world tells men to not have an ego. And they do that because it makes you weak and easy to control. 
You can only have an iron mind if you are so sure of yourself, so egotistical that nobody can break it. So an ego is extremely important. Now, for the first lesson, we built your enemy and we built this perfect person you're gonna be battling against. And there's a very specific reason we did it based on a version of you. One, because it shows who you could be. But the other reason is also because if your ego is based around beating this person, you get to go through life and be a nice guy to everyone else. People say don't have an ego because if you, they think that if you, they give you an ego, you have an ego, you're gonna be egotistical to the people you meet. I'm a nice guy to everyone I meet because they're not my enemy. I'm not combating against them. I'm a nice guy to every person. I'm a nice guy to every woman. I say please and thank you. I'm a nice person, but I do have a massive ego. But my ego comes into play when I'm fighting against my enemy. Listen, did you fuck your wife yesterday? Maybe you did. So imagine this guy fucked your wife. He would have fucked her better than you did. And this should inspire your ego. The person you're battling against is beating you. And this person is who you could be. That's what's the most annoying thing about it. This person's outlifting you in the gym. They're making more money. They're fucking their wife better. They've got more girls. They're rolling around a, a nicer car. This could be you, but it's not you. Only because you don't have the motivation to do what this individual does. Nothing to do with genetics, nothing to do with luck. This person is you and they're beating you. And this should inspire your ego. Most people's egos work against them. And the way it works against them is they feel entitled. They wake up and they think, oh, I deserve a nice car. I'm a special person. I deserve a nice car. And then when they don't get a nice car, they get disheartened and annoyed. That is not the right way to use an ego. An ego should be used as in, I deserve a nice car, so I'm going to go fucking get one. That's an ego. So this person who you've built, your enemy, he has a nice car because he has worked harder than you have. So he has a nice car and you don't have one. Whose fault is that? There should be no reason, no excuse for you to not do everything that you believe you need to do to be the best person you can be if you've properly created this enemy. You've looked at this list, 25 to 30 points long of everything this guy does. And you should look at that list and think, fuck, this is who I'm competing against. I need to start getting my shit together. And, and your ego should stop you from wanting to lose. Otherwise, day after day after day, you are losing to this individual. This individual is beating you day after day after day. You can't let that happen. Your ego is ex extremely important. And you only have one person you're competing against. And it's the person you created, which is nothing more than a better version of yourself. So day by day, you're losing this battle. And that should make you uncomfortable. It should make you nervous. It should make you anxious. So you start to feel that way. Because this is the truth. If you've truly imagined who your enemy is, and you truly imagine them beating you, you should not be able to relax. The fact that you can still sit and watch TV means you need to go back to the first video of this course and start again. And do it properly. And do it well enough so that you can no longer sit still. You look at yourself in the mirror and go, okay, yeah, I've got some muscle, but this guy, he's got real muscle. I've got a little bit of money. This guy, he, he hustles nonstop. He's on Twitter nonstop. He's started businesses. He's learned how to make websites. He's trading crypto. He's, he's got all of Tate's programs. He's got this, he's got that. You need to get your shit together. And if you do that properly, you'll start to feel nervous. You'll imagine the version of you that is as amazing as they could be. And then you look at yourself and realize that you're failing. This is the reality. And you'll sit there and go, fuck. Now, when you feel anxious, there's only one thing you can do. You can either sit there and be anxious like a little girl and be worried about it, or you can put some things in action. I was nervous before every single fight, and that's when I fought the best, because I was afraid. I was afraid of losing. And you need to be afraid of losing day by day throughout your life. You know who your enemy is, you know what he's doing, and you're losing day by day. Now, if you go to the gym and you beat your personal best, let's say the most you've ever benched is 100 kilo, you go there, you bench 105 kilo. The days you beat your personal best are the days you've beaten this individual. That's the only day you're allowed to claim a victory. If you beat your personal best, you can claim a victory. 
I went there, I did more than I've ever done, I beat this guy. But if you're not beating your personal best, he is beating you. And that should inspire you to try and smash through your own records day after day after day. The most money you've ever made in a month. The most weight you've ever lifted. The most girls you've ever spoke to. It doesn't matter what goals you set. You have to understand that you're going to spend a lot of time losing. And all this time you're spending losing is going to damage your ego and that's going to make you anxious and unhappy and nervous. And you're going to put all that nervous energy into smashing your personal records so you have those days of victory. Everything compounds. What most people don't understand is they think that life just changed overnight. Everything compounds. People say to me, oh, Tay, how did you become successful? I can't tell you the one thing that made me successful. I was always driven, motivated. I understood how to make good connections. I looked after the people who looked after me. I always knew what the right thing to do was. I didn't drink for many years of my life. I didn't do this, I didn't do that, but I did do this. And it all comes together to success. It's not about one thing. A lot of people go through life with a very average attitude to life and they wait for their one big break. Yeah, maybe you'll get it, but that's not the reality. If you're hoping for a big break, you may as well just keep buying the lottery tickets. You have to build your big break. And you're gonna do that with a, a thousand tiny victories. It's a change of mindset that's gonna allow you to put together a thousand tiny victories. And the change of mindset is simply understanding that there's a version of you that exists somewhere in the multiverse, which is much better than you are right now. They have the same start, the same genetic composition, but they are destroying you in every measurable metric purely because they don't get lazy don't get tired, don't watch TV, don't waste their time. They have an iron mind. And that person's gonna become you now. That is who you are fighting against.